Hey you guys, I hope you guys are doing good. Okay, let me make sure all my screens are up, child. Can y'all see me? Can y'all hear me? Okay, good. Hey y'all. Sorry I'm running behind. Y'all know it's nighttime over here. Kids are getting home from track practice. They downstairs playing basketball, making all types of noise. That's what I mean, you know. Shh. About to go live, doing a late night live stream. So I hope y'all are doing good. Thank y'all so much for joining me. I know it's late. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, okay? It's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but before we get into the story, I want to let you guys know that the tickets are now public. We sold like over 200 tickets for VIP. So thank you guys so much to everybody who's coming to my Tea Time Unfiltered live show in Atlanta. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited. I'm kind of nervous because, you know, I've never done like, you know what I mean, like a live show. But how, everybody, how everybody's telling me is like, you'll be having sometimes 14,000 people watching you. You know what I'm saying? I think the max was 20,000 one time. So if you can have 14,000, 10,000 people watching you, it is not a big deal to have 500 people watching you live. So I'm excited. We're going to have a lot of people there, um, you know, certain celebrity guests and things like that. I'm not naming no names. I'm not posting any information on who's coming, who's not coming, because I don't want this to be a thing where it's like, oh, people only coming because she has such and such. Y'all don't know nothing about nothing. I haven't even talked about like the whole itinerary, except for like on the discord. And I've only said, you know, just I spilled a little tea, but not a whole lot. Like this is my event. I'm funding this. I don't have no sponsors. This is coming out of my pocket for my subscribers, for my tea sippers, my fans, people who have been supporting me from day one. And for the VIPs, like I told y'all, um, I'm going hard. Like, I'm definitely over budget, um, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I want to have fun. I want to show y'all a good time around Atlanta. I know a lot of y'all have never been to the A. And, you know, I just want to really hang with y'all. And, yes, there will be security. Security will be tight. Um, security was not cheap. But I don't care. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on, going on around the nation. So I want to make sure everybody's safe. There will be metal detectors. You know what I'm saying? There'll be searches. I'm not playing none of that bullshit. So if you're uncomfortable, don't come because uh, you will be searched before you can come into the premises, okay? But yeah, I'm super excited. You know what I'm saying? Good vibes only. So if you are in Atlanta, um, definitely come. There's still tickets. It's just the VIP tickets are gone, child. Y'all know y'all was not playing on Discord. The YouTube members were not playing and Patreon folks was not playing. Y'all really ran and got them tickets. And I just thank y'all. It's very humbling. You know what I'm saying? To know that people going and got the tickets first. Y'all didn't even know if y'all could get the day off. Y'all was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just going to buy this ticket on faith. My boss going to let me off. I'm going to get my plane ticket. And y'all have been figuring it out all week. And I'm here for it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and post the link. Because I want y'all to get the link first. I have to go down to Atlanta um, shortly. So... I want my tea sippers to have access. I, I would prefer for y'all to buy out the tickets. If you can, you can drive in, fly in, or if you're in Atlanta. Um, but whatever tickets are not so, then, you know, it's for the general public, you know. And some of the general public, some of them know me, and some of them don't know who the hell I am. And that's fine. Welcome. I'm lovely tea, okay? Um, you know, I'm cool with that. And mods, I just posted the link. So mods, if you have a wrench, please reshare the link throughout the podcast so people can go 
so they don't be like what, what's the link just copy it and paste it and please reshare it um other people can too you don't have to have a wrench other people can post it too but that's where you go buy the tickets um the center it's gonna be at the epic center it is a beautiful venue i'm not gonna have y'all at no hole in the wall okay we're not gonna be in nobody's basement they have done like the BT awards there before they've done TV one appearances. I mean, I went all out. Okay. This is like a big production that I'm doing. I went all out, you know, talk to my friends in media, you know, talk to my videographer friends. Like I had just been envisioning this for a while. And, um, it, it's, you know, I just got a good team together who just understood my vision and you guys, I'm just to the point where I cannot wait for other people to invite me to a seat at their table. I don't want to sit with you. What is my, what is my slogan? You can't sit with us. You know, and I'm tired of like, you know what I mean? People telling me that, oh, well, yeah, you know, you're good on YouTube, but you're not verified on Instagram as if a blue check mark makes somebody. Okay. Some of y'all have blue checks, but y'all not really getting checks, but y'all don't hear me though. In the word of, in the words of, um, Aloha, she said the same thing. You know, people would look down on you and be like, oh, well, you don't have a blue check mark, even though you had 200 and some thousand followers. I can't force them to give me a blue check mark. I'm not sucking nobody's dick. I'm not about to ride, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's peeing for a blue check mark. I'm just not doing it. So if that means I'm not as, you know, if that doesn't give me the clout that I need, I'm going to build my own table, okay? If I can't be invited to the table, I'm going to build my own. And I got the funds to do it. So we about to get it in. In Atlanta, okay, June 10th. And then the VIPs, we meeting up Saturday. All day Saturday, we taking over Atlanta, okay? I even run it out of club. Like, this is how hard I'm going for my subscribers. We got a whole club Saturday night. So make sure you dress grown and sexy, okay? Don't be coming in there with penny loafers and church dresses. I want to see ass and tits. No. <laughs> Obviously, I cannot wait, okay? I'm ready dressed. <laughs> I want us to have a good time. The same way we be partying when I do my little Zoom DJ parties, now we get to party together. The same way I be on my little Zoom dancing and shit, twerking, hey, we about to get it in, okay? So yes, I run it out of club, because I don't care. I want to party with y'all. Why this face heater kick on? Hold on, I'm turning this off, I'm getting hot. But yeah, so we gonna have a good time. So if y'all want to go, like I said, buy y'all's tickets, quit telling me to come to other cities, we are going to Atlanta. I got to see how this show goes first. I keep screaming, come to Philly, come to Connecticut, come to Hawaii. The show's in Atlanta. Be there or be square, okay? So we're doing it in Atlanta. I'm going big in Atlanta. And maybe once these people see what I can do, the type of people I can pull in the fact, like, this isn't even public and I've already sold 200 tickets. It's not even public. We just made it public like 20 minutes ago. So privately, we already sold 200 tickets. So I want them to see like, no, people really rock with me just because I may not be verified, just because I'm not on, I don't know, whatever Black Network Zeus, you know, fighting and shaking my tits and having Jocelyn, you know, cuss me out. That does not mean that I'm not making an impact. So for me, I'm building my own table and I'm just really, I really want to get back to my fans because none of us, you know, a lot of these influencers love to brag and throw shit in y'all's face, but how many of them really look out for y'all? The VIPs, the first set of VIPs, not all y'all, but the first set, I'm covering the shuttle. I'm covering the tour. You know what I'm saying? The place where we're doing the dinner. I run it out the whole patio. Like I spent a lot of money on this. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about necessarily making anything back. I'm in the hole, so I doubt I'm going to make really anything back. But I really want to give y'all an experience. 
There's going to be merch. There's going to be gift bags. Shout out to my vendors. Yes, I have vendors coming to the event because I can say that I'm one of the few YouTubers. I'm not. Am I frozen? Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not really that good at like the whole advertising. Like people are like, oh, can you shout out this? How much do you charge? I don't like looking at numbers and matrix. And I really don't even be my emails like that. So I miss all types of stuff. I've been missing all types of money. But and then I said, like, I don't have time to be like, oh, let me show you how to put on this wig or here go this outfit. I just I'd like to come on here and talk to my, you know, what I'm saying my audience. So I was like, well, being that people be sending me stuff all the time to, you know, advertise their stuff. And I really don't do it just because I'd be busy. I got 50 million things going on. So I was like, how about I have vendors come so that way you guys are able to sell your stuff in person. You know what I'm saying? And other tea sippers will be there to support y'all. So um, we got a lot of applications. We couldn't pick everybody, you know, but the ones that we picked, thank you guys so much for coming through and supporting, you know, so I'm doing it big. I'm doing it big, period. Either go big or go home. That's how I'm looking at this. I want to show that black folks can come together for something positive, look out for each other and have a good old funky time without there being a bunch of drama, without there being a bunch of mess. So, you know, if you put out excellence, that's what you're going to get. So starting with the center that I've rented out, that was not cheap, but I wanted to set a certain expectation. You know what I'm saying? I could have had it at, you know, McShakey or Mick, I'm sorry, Mick, 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 whoever is boom, boom room. Right. But I really wanted to do it like somewhere just really epic and nice. So I wanted to find one of the nicest venues and it's a nice venue. So hope y'all can come get y'all tickets, honey, before it's too late. Once they're gone, they're gone. I believe all of the VIP tickets are gone. So I know I saved like maybe three of them for people who are like, I don't get paid till Thursday and they want to upgrade to a VIP. I did save y'all's tickets to the three people who emailed me. So you're good. Um, the other ones that are left, if it's gone, it's gone. Because I've been telling all the people privately, get your VIP tickets. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait. And then the day of you crying, wanted to come to the dinner and wanted to come clubbing with us. If you're not on that list, because we have a whole email list of both sets of VIPs. If you're not on that email list, if you don't have that particular wristband, you can't come in. Sorry. Don't bring your mother. Don't bring your sister. If you're not on the list, you cannot come in. Tea sippers only. Okay. So, um, man. Yeah. Uh, McKay, McKay Lab. Yeah, you should have copped the VIP ticket, girl. If you need to upgrade your ticket, email me. Email me tonight. Um, Michaela with the wrench, one of my mods. Email me tonight if you want to upgrade your ticket. Um, yeah, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited to see a lot of y'all. You know, a lot of y'all, I know y'all from the Zoom meetings. You know, I know y'all stories. And I'm just very, very excited to, like, meet y'all personally and just... Thank y'all, you know, just for the support from the bottom of my heart. I think sometimes as influencers, YouTubers, Instagram people, people take for granted that people come and they listen and they watch us. You know, we just take it for granted that people should just be there. Nobody has to watch you. Nobody has to send super chats. Nobody owes you anything. So the fact that y'all come through, y'all support me, um, I'm giving back. I just want to do something really big. And maybe if this if this goes well, the sponsors see like, you know, TT put her money where her mouth is. She bought him some good people. We had a good time. She wasn't bullshitting. I don't need y'all for nothing. Maybe now they'll sponsor the next event. You know what I'm saying? They're probably going to have to because this event is costing me a, a lot of money. So 
I don't think I could do it big again in another city like I did in Atlanta, you know, but it's all good. It's all good. I'm excited. Um, just, I just want to thank you guys so much. Cause when I tell you, as soon as I posted the link, I mean, I watched the first person buy a ticket. I'm like, oh my gosh, he bought a VIP ticket. And then it was like VIP, VIP, VIP. And it just sold out in 24 hours. So that meant a lot to me. You know what I mean? Cause y'all didn't have to do that. So the fact that y'all did, I'm humbled and I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait. So let me see here. We're going to go ahead and get started. Welcome, welcome. We got close to six, well, a little bit over 6,000 people. I know it's late, y'all. I don't usually come on this late, but when I tell you I've been working hard, it's, it's a lot of nuances. Usually when we go to events, we're just used to walking in, looking cute, red carpet, sit in the seat, watch the show, and that's it. I am learning that there's so much stuff behind the scenes that it takes to put together this type of production. I have a whole new level of respect for anybody who works in the production, event world, um, catering, just, oh my God, it's just a lot. Even security, just making sure all the nuances are there. Shout out to all the detail-oriented people because, child, when they were bringing me stuff and bringing me the bill, I'm like, what is this for? Who? What is this? What is this about? And they had to sit and break everything down to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, dang, we got to do that. Dang, we got to do that. Dang, we need insurance. Dang, we need this. It's a lot. It's a lot, but you know what I'm here for, bitch, okay? The tea sippers are going to get in in Atlanta. Thank you to everybody flying in. We got people coming in from Seattle, from Cali. I mean, y'all are coming from far and wide, and I really appreciate it. And one thing I'm learning with this is that the people who will support you are not even your friends and family. It's literally strangers. I've only heard from certain friends like, oh, well, can I get a free ticket? Are you going to fly me out there? I'm not even responding to that nonsense. Because I don't go to their events and ask for anything free. So thank you guys. Just understand that usually when you do big things, it's going to be other people who support you before the people that you know in real life, child. But anyways, <laughs> I'm for real. That's why I wanted the vendors to come out. Because the one girl's like, you know, she, she makes jewelry. She does this, but nobody's buying. I said, well, yeah, your friends and family aren't really going to be the ones to support you, sadly. Come and strangers will show you more love than people who know you personally, because again, you're a reflection of where they could be in life. Sorry to say it. Period, poo. Thank you, Alexandria. So I hope y'all are doing good. We got a lot to talk about, child. I, I told you I was going to come on today after I, I heard that Black Lives Matter update. I said, okay, so now I got to come on here and drag Patrice once again. Now, remember the other day when I did my last live stream? We were waiting for her tax records. You know, I said, we're going to have to sit back and wait, see, you know, what happens because the federal government was demanding their tax records. You know, they want to know where did this money go? People done donated to Black Lives Matter. You're up here using Tamir Rice's name, Michael Brown's name, using all these folks' name to basically get donations. And the donations are coming in. You know, $900 million, it's a lot of damn money. I don't know. Was it 900 million? I don't know, child. 900. I don't know. Something. It was several million dollars. I think it was 90 million. Yeah, 90 million sounds about right. 900 is a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit much. 90 million, right? So they wanted an accounting of that. And so she thought that she could basically distract folks by, you know, playing victim. Because remember, Candace Owens popped up at her house big and pregnant. And then she tried to run upstairs in her mansion and cry and shit. And oh my God, they're threatening me and my child. This is not okay. 
It's not all right. And it's like, bitch, it was Candace Owens and she's pregnant. It wasn't the damn KKK outside your door, ma'am. Calm down. So she did all this gaslighting. We clowned her. Uh, we went on her last week and we told her, you know, like, just shut up. Just give them the tax records. You're trying to deflect. So now she's she's basically been forced to release her tax records, child. So we're going to go over what she did with the money. I, I'm just, you can't make this shit up. You can't make this up. And it's it's sad. Let me share my screen with y'all. You literally cannot make this up, what this woman did with the money. Okay. So this is like the top story right now all over the country. So they're saying Black Lives Matter paid the co-founder's baby daddy. Look how embarrassing that is. The mainstream white media is using baby daddy. Ghetto and ratchet Patrice, take a bow. You've rewritten our alma mater. You stupid ass bitch. Okay. Um, the Black Lives Matter, um, Black Lives Matter paid the co-founder's baby daddy almost five times the amount the group dawed out for the Trayvon Martin Foundation. You can't make this up. A charity honoring the black youth who was killed in 2012, the death spearheaded the movement. So Trayvon Martin's death spearheaded the movement. But this bum bitch took more money and gave it to her baby daddy than the Trayvon Martin Foundation that actually put her ass on the map, okay? So now they're saying this. Patrice Colliers, the former executive director and co-founder of Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, paid a company owned by Damian Turner $969,459 dollars for live production design and media according to the group's latest filing to the irs turner's for-profit company sells 145 dollars sweatshirts on its websites and solicits donations for the movement received the second highest payout the group made in the fiscal year of 2020 which covers july 1st 2020 to June 30th, 2021. A rapper and artist, Turner is the father of Collier's young son and runs a Los Angeles-based entertainment and clothing company called Trap Heels, LLC. Trap Heels. Um, Turner has been on the receiving end of Collier's largest, I don't know what, largest ease? Y'all be misspelling stuff. Um, I will just say donations in the past. In 2019, his company took in $63,000 from Reform LA jails, a state, po- a state political action committee controlled by Colliers to work for criminal justice reform. So this is her and her baby daddy. You know, she laughing, he laughing too, <laughs> all the way to the bank. Okay. Then they go on to say this. Um, she also was giving her brother money. Let's see. The organization also doled out $840,993 to Collier's Protection LLC, a company owned by Patrice's eldest brother, Paul. 
that was set up July 2020, according to the California state records. The cash was dawed out for the professional security services, according to the filings. The post was unable to establish how much security expenses, um, how much security expenses, if any, Paul had before setting up his company. Oh, experiences, experiences, excuse me. If Paul had any before setting up his company, Paul is listed at the head as the head of security for Caller's personal property and BLM GNF's 6 million LA headquarters, according to reports. Then she also went on, let's see here, the post revealed that she went on a $3.2 million real estate buying spree. Colliers denied that the money used to buy residential properties in Georgia and California came from the charity, and those properties do not show up in the filing. Okay, so if they didn't come from the charity, ma'am, I don't know, you know, where did you get the $3 million from? If she's saying that this money to buy her homes didn't come from the charity, did you save this your whole life, all your life you had to fight and you saved $3 million? Most people just don't have $3 million just sitting around to buy a bunch of property. So, ma'am, you're full of shit. It did come from the donations. Now, another thing that really frustrates me with this story, right? Now, I'm not saying that she shouldn't be able to pay herself. That's not what I'm saying, because anybody thinking that nonprofits should just be working for free and for the love of, of the people, you're silly. That's not how they work. They need money to pay the lights. They need money to pay for, you know, the building that they're in. They need money to pay the staff. So I get it. Okay, I get getting money for the expenses to pay the staff, even to pay yourself. She should be paid something. I don't expect this woman to do all this stuff for free. But the fact that most of your money is coming from donations, let's start there. Your donors are giving you money to benefit the community. Most of the people who donated to Black Lives Matter, they're not super wealthy people. A lot of people who donated are poor and middle-class people who gave what they could to an organization that they believed in, okay? A lot of those people can't afford to live in a $600,000, $700,000 million home. So if they can't afford to live that type of lifestyle, why do you think it's appropriate for you to live that type of lifestyle? We're not telling you to set up a tent on Skid Row, bitch. We're not telling you to eat pork and beans every night, bitch. But what we are saying is that the people donated you $90 million. And of that money, did you go to every state where a killing happened and say, hey, let me open up a, a new rec center. Hey, let me go ahead and pay some of these, you know, people who lost their jobs because the target was burnt down or the auto zone was burnt down. Or let me start something for like battered women or, you know, homeless black teens. You did none of that. Instead, you paid your baby daddy when the money should have been going to somebody else's baby daddy who actually lost a child. So I don't want to hear all this, you know, oh, y'all are bringing down another black woman. Ah, oh, shut up. The damn receipts are here. So all that defending that y'all been doing of this organization for the past two years, kick rocks. Because I've been telling y'all from jump. Now, remember, remember, they were dragging me. You better. Thank you. Remember, they were dragging the hell out of me back in 2020 when I was saying y'all need to stop with this whole defund the police. This is bullshit. This woman is telling y'all y'all need to defund the police. And I said, y'all better be careful what y'all ask for. 
Yes, we have some bad police officers. Of course, I, I'm in Minneapolis where the George Floyd situation went down. I still have PTSD from everything that happened. Remember, I was at the memorial a few hours. What, what was it? The very next day when everybody was there, you know, praying and everything and shots rang out. Literally right where we were standing. We had just walked away when they shot up the memorial. So, yeah, we still have PTSD. So y'all was up here screaming, defund the police, defund the police. And then I'm like, no, that's not cool. Y'all kept saying, well, that's not what it means. It means to allocate services and take money from the police and allocate it here and there. Y'all had all this mush mouth stuff to say. But again, nobody has put anything tangible in order besides screaming defund the police. Y'all have not bought anything tangible as far as, okay, well, if we take the money from the police, where is it going? Who's going out there to these, you know, calls when somebody's going crazy because they're high on meth or they're having a psychotic breakdown? Y'all don't want the police to go because supposedly the police might kill them. I'm not going. So who's going out there? I don't have no psychology degree. Ain't nothing I can do for them. Did y'all pay to get people into these programs to become psychologists so that way they could go out there and handle these calls for mentally ill people? I don't recall anybody saying, hey, here goes a program, join, you know what I'm saying, you can be a junior cop and go to these calls. You know, like all this shit sounds good on the internet. But like I kept saying, how are we going to implement this? Nobody could really say anything but tell me to shut up and that I was being divisive. Now we fast forward to 2022. The cities are a mess. All these crazy shootings happening, robberies happening. Crime is up everywhere. And at this point, a lot of police, they don't care. They're like, oh, well. Y'all took the police out of the high schools. A lot of these high schools are off the chain. The fights are off the chain. Kids are being caught with guns. They're bringing them into the school. Why? Because there's no police officer there anymore. Because remember, y'all fought to get the police out of the high schools. Well, at least here in the Twin Cities, they did. I don't know about other cities, but they fought to get the police out of the high schools in the Twin Cities. And now the violence in the schools in the Twin Cities have gone up and the teachers are forced to try and jump in and break up fights. Well, if I'm a teacher, I'm paid to teach math, English and science. I'm not paid to sit here and break up your badass kids from fighting and tearing each other up and pulling guns on each other. That ain't a, that's not my job. That's above my pay grade. OK, but now we have teachers who are being forced to play cops because the cops are out of the high schools now. So don't you guys find this very funny? Okay, and this is just me keeping it real. That the woman who told you guys, because the bitch wasn't talking to me. I said from day one, this defund the police bullshit is, is BS. I'm not standing behind it. You know what I'm saying? Because we still need policing in the community. As soon as something happened, y'all run to call the police. Well, now they're not coming or they're taking their sweet time. But don't y'all find it funny that this organization was kicking up all this defund the police. We don't need the police. Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, the lady who stirred up all this mess <laughs> is making sure her and her immediate family, they're good. She got her baby daddy a $900,000 check. She got her brother an $800,000 check. She got a white security guard, you know what I'm saying, standing in front of her mansion with a, you know what I'm saying, with pistols and shit, making sure pregnant ass Candace Owens don't go up in her home. So it's funny that she has all this money to keep her and her family safe, but she's telling the middle class and the poor, defund the police. This woman is an agent of chaos, period, point blank. She's an agent of chaos. 
this woman has had years, and I'm not just saying her because it's a whole organization, but right now she's the face of it, so fuck it. We just gonna say you, Patrice. We know there's more than one. We know it's a whole group of y'all, but you're the face of the fuck shit right now, okay? You're the one getting drug in the media, so I'm gonna say your name. Um, This lady and her organization, they perpetuated all this BS, but I find it very interesting that even when she chose to buy her home, did she buy dilapidated homes in the middle of Compton? And rebuild that and help bring up the, the value in that neighborhood? Oh, no. Hell no. I'm not staying in Compton around you, Nichols. Hell no. Nah. She packed up her shit and she got a damn mansion in Beverly Hills somewhere, wherever damn nice city in L.A. Did she go to the mean streets of Jersey and buy a bunch of dilapidated homes and try and rebuild that up? I've been to certain parts of Jersey. It's a rough city. Not like, you know, I was expecting to see the real housewives of New Jersey. They told me, bitch, you got to go towards the beach. <laughs> you on the other side of Jersey. I'm like, this don't look like the real housewives of New Jersey. Like, what the, where the hell am I? <laughs> I guess I was like near Newark or so. I, don't, I was in the hood, child. I'm over looking for Teresa Judice. <laughs> like, no, ma'am, you need to. <laughs> I don't know. It's another part of Jersey. <laughs> Y'all know every time I go to somebody, said I'm always in somebody hood, honey. But, um. You know, she didn't do well with this money, so she deserves to get drugged. And I think the saddest thing like we were talking about on, on Instagram, you know, what really bothers me with this situation is not only her creating this chaos of defunding the police. Meanwhile, she's living in, in a safe neighborhood amongst, you know, white people, the same, you know, white folks that, you know, that she claims to not like publicly. But she don't mind if they're her neighbors. Okay. So you're living with white folks. You're living in a gated community. You got a, even got a white security guy. We see you, sis. We see you, okay? But what is really sad, if I really look at this, is the fact that she used this movement and she used Black people um, to basically exploit and play on folks' emotions, right? Because, again, you had the white guilt community, you know, white folks who felt guilty. They was donating and they were being shamed and all types of weird shit. And then you had, you know, black folks, you know, because you're black, you need to stand with Black Lives Matter. And if you speak against Black Lives Matter, you're a coon and, you know, just all this divisive stuff. But what she doesn't understand is that basically her actions are now going to be fuel for fodder for these white for these right wing extremists. The ones who already want to dismiss and act like the things that happened in 2020 where, you know, people just doing too much and, you know, that was just a one-off with George Floyd. All she did now is basically make this movement a joke where people are not going to use this movement and this whole situation to basically dismiss and, and denounce things that are going on to, with Black people in America. It's going to make people not take it seriously. You know, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. You can only cry wolf so many times. People will come running the first time, maybe the second time. By the third time, we don't give a fuck. Good luck. And I think that's what this woman has done. She's basically used this movement through Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, and so many other young people that we lost to help propel herself and help propel, you know, this organization. And the money that she has made, that, and she made the $90 million in 2020. So that was just in one year. Who knows what she made over the lifetime of this whole BLM thing? Because they haven't gone back, you know, years. Just in one year, she made that much. So my thing is she's had so much time to implement things. And the few things that she's done, they don't cost. It's not acquaintances. 
How do you give the Trayvon Martin Foundation 200 grand, but you give your baby daddy 900,000? You give your brother 800,000. That doesn't make sense to me. So we're literally paying for your baby daddy's rap career, his clothing line. What kind of shit is this? You know how many baby daddies want to start their own clothing line and got rap dreams? What makes your baby daddy so special? I'm just saying, like, this is just, this is insane to me. You can't make this up. She's literally funding his career with our money. Well, not mine, because I didn't donate shit. We can be right. I did not donate anything to Black Lives Matter. Um, usually when I donate, y'all know me. I go through legitimate places who have track records, just like I did for when Texas, when they had that, uh, what was that? Y'all's pipes was freezing and y'all's houses were getting flooded and stuff. Y'all's apartments during that big freeze. You know, I found legitimate agencies and I donated directly to them. I just never felt this whole Black Lives Matter thing in my spirit. So to be honest, I didn't donate anything, but I still feel away because I know a lot of people who did and it's not fair. So I will be the voice of those people because it's not okay. Because I don't give a damn. I, hell, I donated to Umar Johnson. I still feel the way that that damn school ain't been built. I want my money back. We know I ain't going to get it, but I'm just saying. You know, I think after Umar and a bunch of other people, I just, I just kind of, I'm just more wary of just donating aimlessly. Because some of y'all are full of shit. And Patrice Collier's is full of crap. And I just think, like, at this point, you know, you can try and play crazy. You can, you know, cry tattoo tears. You can try and shift the blame on Candace Owens. But now that the receipts are out, it seems like everything that Fox News was saying about you, unfortunately, is right. You know, we were still holding out a little bit of hope that, you know, y'all know Fox News sometimes they like to jump the gun. But you've literally proven them right. Everything, all the receipts they were bringing, we try to, you know, we're going to hold off. We want to see it for ourselves. Well, now it's on our face. So like Fox News won line. They kept their foot on your neck so much so that you had to put out your tax paperwork. And everything they've been saying about you over the past few months has, you know what I'm saying, come to pass. So all that, oh, they're just trying to be racist. It's only because I'm black. They're picking on me because I'm a black woman. No, that has nothing to do with it. You haven't done right with the funds. And I don't care if this was a white woman, a white organization. If you're saying that you're going to give to an organization, that's what you're supposed to do. Put a teacup if y'all remember me dragging Amber Heard's ass. When she lied and said that she was going to give to that organization, I'm donating all 70, whatever the hell she got from Johnny Depp, $700,000. I'm donating it. Bitch, it's been two years, Amber Heard. We still ain't seen that donation money. People just be talking and just be talking. So don't think I'm just doing this because it's Patrice. I have drug Amber for doing the same shit. Thank y'all. I'm glad y'all remember. Y'all see the teacups. <laughs> they are my proof. You know, so I just, I don't find it okay. If you're going to say that you're going to do something, do it. You know what I mean? And like I said, like, that is a lot of money. It's not like it was a few hundred thousand dollars. 90 million. Imagine if she took just a few millions of that and she built something in each state you know, where they were like really heavy for Black Lives Matter, where those killings with the police went on, things like that. Imagine if she built something to actually give back, you know, be, you know, they'd be in a whole better situation right now. But the fact that she just kept this money and hoarded it between her and her family is really interesting. Very interesting. So let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here. Give me just a second. Um, 
We got 10,000 people in the building. Hey, make sure y'all hit that like button, please. Don't be in here sipping tea and not hitting like. It's free, okay? Thank you. Uh, let's see. TJ says, T, my baby brother wants to give you some of that big Brooklyn. Well, hold on. Some of that Brooklyn big O. Why are you writing that your baby brother wants to give me the big O? Girl, you and your baby brother are a little bit too close, child. What? <laughs> TJ, what in the world? <laughs> and why would I want to mess with the baby brother? What the older brother looking like? I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Look, you can tell it's nighttime because here come all the freaks. Here come all the freaky super chats. How you gonna say that your baby brother wants to give me that? Y'all are a trip. I'm not fooling with you, TJ. Um, let's see here. Jay says, what's up, team? A new dedicated tea sipper here. Thank you so much, Jay. Thanks for coming through tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, Quentin Michael sent $9.99. He says, I got two tickets. I will see you for the night of the show, my first super chat. Thank you, Quentin. Thank you so much. I will see you in the ATL. Thanks for supporting my event. Appreciate you. Uh, the Ultimate Danielle says, what a live on my birthday. LOL, everything you do, T. Happy birthday, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, let's see here. Marvin D. Sent 10 says, hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. My sister is having her baby tomorrow. I finally got my niece. That's what's up, Marvin. Congratulations to you and your sister. Um, you're going to have fun. You're going to spoil that baby, honey. So you guys have a good time. I hope her labor and everything goes well. You know what I'm saying? So good luck with everything. Thanks for coming through. Uh, let's see here. Nene sent 499. She says, I feel, um, I feel the mass. You know, we can't say that word, child. The mass ooter in buffalo's family is saying that he did it due to covid i did see that now you notice whenever it's you know a young white shooter there's always an excuse oh he was stuck in the house oh covid took his freedom oh he went crazy always an excuse when black folks do some shit throw his ass up and throw away the key a black person can shoot one person there's no excuses ain't no he was depressed he didn't have a father throw his ass Take him straight to Rikers. White boy goes and shoots all types of people, innocently minding their business, shopping at the grocery store. And the family talking about he was depressed from COVID. Bitch, I was, we were all depressed from COVID. Bitch, I gained 15 pounds. Don't you think I was depressed? But I'm losing it now, though. Okay, I've lost 12 pounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got like a, probably like another 15 to go, though. You know what I'm saying? But I've been, I've been working out, eating right. So the point is, we all were depressed during COVID. We all got fat as hell. A lot of us got to jump into our jeans. That's not an excuse to go out here and shoot people because of COVID. It's like they will find any excuse when it's a young white teenager doing some fuckery. I couldn't believe that. As if he was the only person in the world depressed from COVID. We were all locked down. Y'all were watching me. I was watching y'all. We couldn't do nothing else but watch each other. But we ain't out here shooting and acting a fool. Him and his family, they need several seats. Lock his ass up and throw away the key. Okay, I'm tired of just this, this nonsense. We should be able to go to the grocery store, get some healthy vegetables so we can continue on our, you know, our, our healthy lifestyle of losing weight without having to worry about, you know, these sickos out here just shooting folks. Just like the other black man who was shooting people in the subway. You got folks, they're trying to go to work and mind their business and pay their bills. Here come this, this idiot. Throwing smoke bombs and shit. And now they say he best friends with R. Kelly. I said, ain't this about a bitch? I said, well, who, 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 who went to the jail to ask this? 
Nobody cares if he's hanging with R. Kelly. He's a killer. The uh, the uh, the Bronx. What was that? Did it take place in? I don't know, girl. I'm just trying to think. The NYC shooter. I forgot what they called him. The NYC shooter is friends with R. Kelly. Who gives a shit? Okay. Let me see if I can find this article. Y'all gonna be like, what in the world? Like, I don't even understand like why this was even. Like, who who caught the prison and said, are him and R. Kelly hanging out? Here it is. Let me show y'all this article. It just blows my mind how they, like, give these weirdos fame. This is the article right here. Man, look crazy as cat shit. Accused Brooklyn subway shooter Frank James has made at least one new friend since his arrest for spraying 33 bullets on a crowded New York City train. Disgraced R&B superstar R. Kelly. Three sources told the Daily News. <laughs> what three? Who, who cared enough to go check? You can't make this up. They're not one, but three sources told the Daily News about the behind the bars bromance between the two men held at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Sunset Park, where Kelly's awaiting sentencing for sex trafficking and James is awaiting trial for April for the April 12th mass shooting on the end train. Both do get along. They actually sit together and eat together, said one jailhouse source. They talk about TV shows. They go to rec together. They're buds, added another source um, who is familiar with the situation. When I tell you, they drug them in the comments. I love my Instagram page. Y'all be cracking me up. They drug the hell out of James and R. Kelly. Don't nobody care about this shit. <laughs> like, why, why is this front page news? Who cares? R. Kelly's in there for, you know, doing all types of depraved shit to young women. This idiot's a mass shooter. No one cares if they built a friendship. They both need to be locked up at this point. And now we got this, this other shooter. His family want to come out talking about, oh, he was depressed from COVID. We don't care. There's no excuse. People just want to live their life and make it from point A to point B and get back home to their families without having to look over their shoulder. So it's been a lot of mess going on out here, child. Y'all make sure y'all stay prayed up because it's been just, it's been a lot of craziness going on out here. So thank you so much for the super chat. That is my feelings on the family coming out talking about that boy was depressed from COVID. I don't give a damn. We were all depressed from COVID and we're not out here wilding and doing stupid stuff. If you're depressed, please seek counseling. Okay. Harming innocent people is not the way to go. Thank you. Let's see here. Um, Fifi says, T, you crack me up how you say dick and then say peen when it's too late. Who are these nighttime tea sippers? <laughs> oh, my God. Who are these freaky tea sippers that come out late at night? Y'all are too funny. Thank you, sis, for the super chat. We're not even talking about peen right now. What? Y'all are wild. Uh, let me see here. Kay LeJoris says, not getting Dubai for a check. Mark Isis, LOL, goatee. Thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate you, love. Um, let's see. Sky says, can your underage tea sippers come? Y'all can come to the event on Friday. I don't have a problem with that. Do not bring your babies, Okay. When I say underage, I really don't want anybody there that's under the age of 16. I don't want to look into the crowd and there's a whole section of four-year-olds. I love the baby tea sippers, but I'd rather see them on Zoom. 
I don't want them running through my event, crying, spilling juice and shit. No. So yeah, I would say 16 and up. Um, if you get a VIP and you're 16, you can come to the dinner. You cannot come to the club. I don't want, I want to dance and shake my ass. Some of y'all 16 year olds, y'all look grown. I don't want to dance with you. And then you tell me you're 16. I'm thinking you're 22. So now everybody that's coming to the club has to be 21 and over. If my 16 year old can't come to the club, you can't come. Okay. <laughs> y'all know these kids be looking grown as hell. They be walking around, they be six foot six. We like, damn, how old are you? 16. I'm like, damn, thought you was 24. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We not, we not trying to, we not trying to have Chris Hansen pop up. There's a bunch of teenagers in here. So yeah, no, no teenagers. Even if you have a VIP ticket, you can't get into the club unless you're 21. Okay, but you can come to the dinner. You can definitely come to the dinner. You can have fun. You can eat. You know, we'll, we'll eat with the with the shorties. We're not gonna dance with y'all and drink with y'all though. We, that's when we, you know, what I mean, that's when we draw the line. <laughs> but thank you. I hope you come. Thank you so much. As long as you're 16 plus, I just don't want to look out and there's a whole bunch of 10 year olds because they be little kids who watch. I'm like, why do y'all like? Why y'all here? Go watch Baby Shark. Like, I be watching you all the time, but you're eight. Why? Why are you here? <laughs> but I love the baby tea sippers. I love them. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Um, Lee was here. Sent 499 says, I just got hyped. I caught your color right. I said gray or pink. I'm coming to the live show. Okay. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much. Yes. I decided to wear gray today. Thank you. Thanks for coming through. Um, Adayomai. I think I said it right. I'm sorry if I didn't. She said 999. She says, you go, girl, Martin voice. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Uh, KK says, yay, I'm glad you're going live on my birthday, the big 30. Thank God for another year. Happy birthday. There's a lot of birthdays today. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating a birthday today and this month, actually. So happy birthday to you. Thank you. And yes, 30, that's a blessing. It's a blessing to get older. Um, let's see here. EJ Lofton says, I'm a teacher in ATL. I would love to see you, but I'll be in Mexico for the summer, for summer vacation. I'll take a shot at tequila for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for the super chat, love. And have fun in Mexico. Nice little break away from the kids. Um, let's see. Donnie sent five. He said, my mama is redoing her backyard. Quit playing and come to LA next. I'll make the punch, but you got to bring your own liquor. All jokes, we are proud of you. Thank you so much, Donnie. I appreciate you. Like I said, I mean, I'm willing to go to other cities, but, you know, we want some sponsorships to help out. Can't spend all my damn money. You know what I mean? Because I'm already spending so much in um, in Atlanta. So I, I don't know if I can then turn around and go to L.A. You know, L.A. is twice as much. So, but if we can, we'll definitely come out there. So thank you. I'm goth boy. What's up, goth boy? He says, damn, T, I wish I could go. I want to be with my, I want to be with my hands and knees shaking my ass on my thought shit. <laughs> I hope you have a fucking ball. Love you and the tea sippers. I love you too. And I'm sad that you can't come, but me and you talked about it. I understand why. So I just hope everything gets better for you. And we will definitely, you know what I'm saying, twerk something on some thought shit for you. Okay. Like we do during the Zoom parties. So thank you. Um, therapy queen sent a hundred dollars. Thank you so much, therapy queen. She says, Hey, T, stopping by to show my support. We'll catch the playback later on tonight at work. Much love. Thank you so much. Thanks for always coming through and showing genuine love. I really appreciate it, sis. 
Um, Simone Raspberry says, did you hear about the WWE's tag team champ Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out in the middle of Raw? They left their titles on their boss's desk. No, ma'am. I didn't. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, I like old school wrestling. All these new people. I kind of know Sasha Banks. I'm going to have to look up that story. I don't really keep it with the new wrestlers. I feel like they're just way too sexy. I'm here for the old school 80s and 90s female wrestlers like China, the ones who like really, you know what I mean? They they came to box. These girls, they just look like little models and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're a little bit too sexy. Um, y'all remember them damn old ladies, them, them ladies from the 80s? They look like men, they were tall and fat. And these, these girls look like Instagram thoughts. What kind of wrestling is this? I miss them tall, fat ladies from the 90s and shit. They was they was beating up men too. But um, yeah, these new girls, I'd be like, okay, they're cute, but I'm not gonna watch them. But I will look into that story. I didn't know about this. Um, I want to see what Vince McMahon has to say about that. Sounds very interesting. So thank you. All right, y'all. Now we got a lot of people in the house. I've been on for ready 48 minutes only and feel like it. So we gotta talk about this next situation. Ciao. Young Miami. Diddy and some Asian lady named Gina Hoon. Hun. I've never heard of her. Um, they're, they've been beefing all day. Just beefing over Diddy. Now, remember I told y'all this a few months ago, and y'all said that, you know, oh, I was being mean. I was, I was thinking too hard. Remember when I said um, Diddy and, and is that her name, Carisha? I, I told y'all months ago, I said, they're fucking. No. No, he, I said, no, she's pretty. She's a good time. He's not going to marry her. Y'all swarping down. Diddy was about to marry this girl. I said, why would Diddy marry one of the the, the city girls? He didn't marry Kim Porter. A lot of y'all be just living vicariously through your favorite celebrities. Like, oh, she pulled her a baller. Diddy about to marry her. She, you know, she came up. City girls, 10,000 points. I'm like, Diddy's just fucking her. What city girl's 10,000 points? Her getting money and getting fucked by Diddy don't do nothing for your situation. I'm just saying. But everybody's swerping down. You know what I'm saying? I was tripping. Well, her and this Asian lady been going back and forth all day. Let me share my screen with y'all real quick. This story's ratchet, but I'm here for it. Where is this? Oh, I'm refresh my page. Oh, somebody says it's pronounced when? With an H? Okay, well, thank you, um, Aisha. I know how to pronounce that shit. Okay. Yes, it's pronounced when? Huh. Okay, let me show you my screen. This is, this is the people here. So this girl right here, she's Asian. She says she's black and Vietnamese or something. But, um... From what I saw in the shade room, this is what's very interesting to me. That's why I just, these cloud chasers are weird. When I was in the shade room, I saw people saying that this Asian lady came out a few months ago and said that Diddy beat her and he made her have two abortions. So not one, but two abortions. She's, she's Vietnamese. What is she? I don't know. Somebody said she's black and Vietnamese. I might be wrong. Maybe she's black and cat, but I don't know. She looks Asian to me. Phenotypically, she looks Asian. She's the one who came out and said that she had black in her, okay? Y'all the ones who love Blasian people, child. She says she's Blasian. I don't know. She looks like a Vietnamese to me. I'm not sure. But 
because she dropped a song using the n-word and people was cussing her out and she was like i'm black and vietnamese so i don't know um but anyways so she decided to post this picture of her and diddy diddy kissing her and i thought that was strange she was also at the billboard awards she was dancing in the aisle cheering diddy on and like i said i've never heard of her but then when I was seeing the people on the shade room was leaving comments like, well, didn't Diddy whoop your ass? Didn't he force you to have two abortions? Didn't you say that he was doing all this crazy stuff to you? Why are you there cheering him on? Why are you at the concert? Like, shouldn't you be filing restraining orders and saying 50 feet away from Diddy if he's such a bad person, an abusive person? So people were saying that. And then the very next day, all of a sudden, um, she, pulled, she posted that picture of Diddy kissing her. Well, Carisha... Uh, young Miami, she got, I guess she felt the way. So we're going to go ahead. I'm going to show y'all this. So Carisha comes onto social media. She says, somebody please give this bitch some attention. Okay. We don't know her. So why would we give her attention? But okay. So then the lady Gina Wynn, she comes back and she says, if anybody is seeking attention, bitch, it's you. Okay, all right. So I'm just sipping slow, you know, watching this. So then Carisha comes back and she says, I am. That's why I fuck with your nigga and I ain't coming off him. I don't care how many pics you post. Once again, confirming what I told y'all months ago, she was smashing Diddy. Okay? So she just basically put that out there. It's one thing to be, you know, to be suspicious and to suspect that they was fucking. Now she's basically admitted that she was fucking Diddy. So now the Asian girl comes back. She says, why are you so pressed, mama? I thought you was a city girl. Kissy face emoji. Mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> so then she comes back and she says, oh, God, I hate how her and JT write. I ain't, that ain't how you write that. That looks like the word Ian. Ian arguing. It's I'm not arguing. Not I ain't arguing. <laughs> JT, right. I'm sorry. I'm keeping it real. It looks like the word Ian. My, I, I had a friend named Ian. That ain't how you spell I ain't. I ain't arguing with no bitch that got a cheap ass limp ball carpet in their house fucking a billionaire. You freaky ass bitch. First of all, I don't know if it's just me, but that was not, that was stupid. I don't, that wasn't even a funny clap back. First of all, you wrote the word Ian. Let's start there. Then you said she has a cheap ass limp ball carpet. What does that mean, ma'am? Like what? Well, like what? Christian <laughs> thought she was clapping back. JT needs to teach her how to read because you know JT crazy. JT cuss your ass out, having mama feeling some type of way. Carisha, that clap back was stupid. You got a cheap ass limp ball carpet in they fucking house. Well, no, in they house fucking on a billionaire. You freaky ass bitch. The fact that a billionaire is fucking somebody with cheap limp carpet, does that not say more about the billionaire? I'm just saying. She's not a billionaire. Maybe that's all she can afford is cheap limp carpet. I don't know what that is. Never heard. Maybe it's something in Florida. Is this a Florida thing? Do y'all have cheap limp carpet? <laughs> In a ratchet ass Florida? Let me know. Is this a Florida thing? Because I've never heard of this. 
We have plush carpet here in Minnesota. Never heard of cheap lit carpet. <laughs> Maybe it's a Florida thing, child. I don't know. But that was a silly clap back. And usually Floridians can clap, honey. But I was like, okay, that, that one fell flat on me. Maybe I'm not getting the joke. Maybe it's the misspelling that got me off. I don't know. But anyways, the Asian girl comes back and she says this. Suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is the most ratchet go back and forth. Okay, so the Asian girl, who I'm assuming is a girl, but yeah, she's saying suck her peen. But then in this day and age, child, she might have a package. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. We know about the whole Benzino situation, but she's saying suck my peen. So I don't know if she's hinting about something. I don't know. Because I don't have a peen. So I don't want you to suck my peen because I'm not a man. Okay. So then JT comes back. Oh, no, that was me. <laughs> that was my gift at the end. That's how I feel like Diddy's probably watching this whole shit. Okay. Let me come back on the screen. First of all, Diddy, as we all know, he's a very private individual. Diddy don't like everybody in his business, especially when it comes to his sex life, okay? Now, we know Diddy is a man whore. You know, he got money. You know, when men have money, they have options. Y'all get mad when I say that, but it's the truth. Um, let me say this. First and foremost, Kim Porter, Misha Barton, I don't know what Chase's mama name is, okay? Y'all can write her name. I don't I don't know who Chase's mama... I know who she is. I can't think of her name. But those three women were all, you know what I'm saying? At one point, Diddy's side. Misa was with Diddy first, and then Kim was the side. People ain't ready for that conversation. But, you know, us 90s kids, people, you know, who were there during the Wendy Williams radio era, remember that? Okay? Then Kim was with Diddy, and then, you know, J-Lo came up. And while Diddy was with J-Lo, Kim was still the little side chick in that situation. And then um, um, in between that, he got Chance's mom, whoever she is, pregnant. Okay? So her name's Sarah? Oh, yeah, and then Cassie. The point is this. As much as Diddy went between these women, you've never once seen Kim on social media blasting and, and being messy like this. You never saw Misa doing this. You never saw Chance's mama doing this. You never even saw Cassie doing this. We know Cassie was getting cheated on. Diddy don't like stuff like this. So I don't think, I don't think this is a good look for either one of them. I think at this point, Diddy might fall back because both of y'all are being messy. Y'all are putting this man's business out there. If you want to be the main chick, you have to learn to shut the fuck up. That goes for both of y'all. So while y'all are sitting here arguing and fighting over Diddy, he's moved on to the next girl. <laughs> he's moved on to the next chick. Y'all cannot be out here telling this man's business. We could have suspected that he was smashing young Miami, but she didn't need to confirm it in this manner. And the fact that you're confirming it to clap back at some random girl who was another lunatic because her everybody in the shade room, she was claiming that Diddy was whooping on her and made her have abortions, but now you're fighting for his love. It, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I say a lot of these people, they just be clout chasing. They'll come out and try and throw some of these celebrities under the bus but the whole time they have ulterior motives. Because again, if he was that bad, if he did that horrible stuff to, to her that she was saying that Diddy was doing, why is she trying to fight, you know what I'm saying, with young Miami over him? 
And why is she putting all their business out there and posting pictures of Diddy kissing on her? So young Miami fell for the bait. Because like I said, she'd have been better off ignoring this woman. Get your money, spend your time with Diddy, you know, get some peen and live your life. But now you done sad that you done, you done messed up this whole little thing because you're arguing with some chick that 90% of the internet, I didn't know who she was really until today. So you just gave her a bunch of attention and for what? You would have never seen this with any of Diddy's baby mamas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real, she fumbled the bag. Diddy don't like stuff like that. I'm just saying, he don't like his business out there like that. It's just, I mean, right now he's trending on Twitter. I mean, this is just ratchet. He was like the number one trending topic. Let me see if he's still trending. He was trending earlier. And as soon as you click on it, everybody's talking about this girl in JT. I said, I know he embarrassed. He wants to trend for the Billboard Awards. He wants to trend for Black excellence. He don't want to trend because y'all two chicken heads are going back and forth on Twitter telling all y'all's business. He don't, don't know Billion and want to trend like that. Yeah, she's messing up the bag. <laughs> the whole situation is a mess. All right, so let me go ahead. That was their back and forth. We got another back and forth I wanted to hit on. This Keisha Cole situation. <clears throat> Poor Keisha Cole. She's always looking for love in all the wrong places. I didn't like how this went down. If y'all don't know, um, it came out this weekend that Keisha Cole was messing with, um, what's his name? Antonio Brown, the football player who like walked off the field. And so nobody knew that they were dating or anything like that. And so I guess they must have broke up. So Keisha came out and basically said that she misses him. You know, like I miss him. I miss him a lot. And he wasn't here for it. So let me share this with y'all real quick. So she went to go post these pictures of her and Antonio. And she wrote missing him a lot. And then she wrote again. Miss him a lot. And then he clapped back on her ass, y'all. I was embarrassed for her. Okay. Let me see if this will play again. It may not. Yeah, it's going to take me to Instagram. Oh, he deleted his page? Oh. Okay, well, anyways, what he did, he had a video. And in the video, it's a tattoo of Keisha um, Cole. She has an AB tattoo. And he says this. You ain't pimping until you hit an RB diva. Then he goes, hashtag free agent, hashtag keep pimping. And this is a picture of Keisha Cole with AB's name tatted on her. Okay. And so Keisha Cole goes, This is the second time you posted this AB, but the captions changed. Don't be mad at me no more, babe. I said, I apologize. That is sad that she's actually begging. For this man to like love her. And he's literally embarrassing her. So then everybody starts like kind of going in on Keisha and him. Like they didn't know they were together. You know, why is he disrespecting her? So then after people were like, that's not cute that you're apologizing to him. But he's literally saying that he's, you know, pimping you. And that he's a free agent. He's a big pimp. And, you know, he's literally putting your business out there in a disrespectful manner. So then Keisha comes back and then she says this. Yeah, I was big tripping. Shake my head. I see it now. Then she says, I have a 12-year-old. 
like that type of disrespect for what? Nothing is worth that level of disrespect, especially when you don't deserve it. I had so much love, respect, and admiration for you. Yes, that wasn't mutual either. So that is what Keisha said. She also posted a, an 11 minute video. She wasn't really saying a whole lot of that. She kept talking in circles. Um, you know, she wasn't saying too much. But he did post a video responding to Keisha. Let me see if I have that video up. Yep, I do. So this was his response to Keisha. Don't go back, I go forward, man. Don't, don't play with me, play with your kids. I play with your girlfriend if you sweet or whatever you got, you are. Everything too. Get that new superhero girl, you know what time it is. You know? Yeah, man, stop playing with me, you right? Play with your mama. Find somebody to play with. I don't play for the NFL. I don't play with people, so don't play with me. Don't use my name for clout. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring me to places and tell me one thing and be another. Don't play with me because I don't play with nobody, you heard? You feel me? Keisha Cole hit me up to do something. We did it. All that extra shit. Don't mix me with it, you heard? I'm a free agent. I don't belong to nobody but God, you heard? So you guys get that out there. Push that out there. Make sure y'all get that understanding. Certified smokers, the girl Kai rob you. The ball head. All right, that's enough, sir. Shut up. All right, let me come back on the screen. I just, I didn't like that. You know, that's one thing if, okay, fine. I mean, is it that bad that he's, you know, attached to Keisha? Like, I feel like every time she announces that she's dating somebody, it's like they end up either clowning her or trying to distance themselves from her. It's very weird. But I think that Keisha needs to understand that she keeps attracting like the wrong type of guys because a lot of times this stuff happens to her. I remember when her and Bow Wow got into it, when she was like creeping with Bow Wow, then there was an incident with her and Birdman. And remember a few years ago when she asked Jeezy to marry her? Y'all don't forget shit. Remember she asked? <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Remember she asked Jeezy, the snowman, to marry her? <laughs> and he said no. Let me find that article, child. It was on Vibe magazine. This was back in 2008. Y'all know we know all the old tea, honey. So this was a long time ago, but he did an interview in Vibe magazine where basically um, he said that Keisha Cole asked him to marry her. And he says no. And they're saying here that Young Jeezy spills the beans in the latest issue of Vibe magazine, dishing that Keisha asked him to marry her, brought me a ring and everything. She's not going to tell you different. I was grown enough to tell her, look, baby, that ain't what I want. That ain't what it is right now. I'm trying to get my shit together. I'm trying to get my money and take care of me and mine. And now he's with Jeannie Mai. You can't make this up. I just, I want Keisha to be happy. Like, I like Keisha. I want her to be happy and finally find somebody, you know, who can treat her right, you know, because she deserves that. I just didn't like how he did that. I thought it was just really disrespectful. And he felt like she was blowing up his spot and things like that. And maybe she was trying to be messy by posting that picture of them because nobody knew that they had been dating or messing around. But, you know, the way he came back at her, like, yeah, you not pimping until you hit an R&B diva. 
That was very disrespectful, especially being that she has a 12-year-old son who's on the internet, who can read, you know, and she just broke up with her last baby's father. So I'm sure she's still going through it with that. So I just didn't like that. I think at this point, um, she needs to see the red flags. Keisha tends to wear her heart on her sleeve. She does. But she's putting her heart on her sleeve for the wrong men. So that's the vibe I'm getting because, like I said, this is not the first guy who's done that to her publicly. Like Jeezy was doing whole interviews in magazines. You know, and then the Bow Wow, the Birdman situation, now Antonio Brown. I think that at this point, she needs to just find somebody who wants to be with her for her. I think these guys get with her because of, like, you know, her success and because of who she is. And they're falling in love with that. They're not wanting to get to know the real, the real her. And I just think that's hurtful. Because even in that comment, she was, like, begging him. Like, I apologize. Don't be mad at me. And it wasn't until the internet started dragging her. Like, why are you begging him? You know what I'm saying? When he's disrespecting you, that she finally came to her senses and was like, yeah, I'm being disrespected. That's not cool. So that, I don't know, just kind of made me sad to see their back and forth. But it's not the first time. I just, I don't get it. But it's not the first time. Yeah. Yeah, her and Jeezy dated for a while. That's why I just find it very interesting when he got with Jeannie, how public he was. Because when he was with Keisha, it was very low-key. You know, they weren't on a bicycle bill for two. They weren't riding around rapping Tupac songs. That's why I'm like, damn, times have changed. I don't remember him doing any of this with Keisha. It is what it is, child. I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't remember them on a bicycle bill for two. When he when they broke out the bicycle bill for two, him and Jeannie, I said, really, Jeezy? Really? You must have forgot we that we ain't forgot that you was with Keisha at one point in time and you didn't do none of this shit. But maybe he wasn't in love with her. You know, that's just what it is. Somebody said because Keisha's from the hood. Okay, even if she's from the hood, why can't she get treated like that? Y'all see, y'all be thinking Jeannie Mai is like some suburb. Oh my God, she's Asian. Jeannie Mai is a hood booger too. So y'all need to stop with that. Y'all think if she's Asian and somehow that makes, look at, the, look at the other Asian lady I just did the story on. She's hood telling people to suck her peen and everything else. Like y'all stop acting like all these Asian girls, all they do is math. A lot of them be hood. Jenny is a hood booger. Okay, she's from the Bay. She's in the hip hop culture. She probably know more, more about hip hop culture than even Jeezy. He said that himself. So yeah, we're not going to do that. Jeannie from the hood, Keisha from the hood. So if Jeannie could be on a bicycle built for two, why wasn't Keisha on a bicycle built for two? Bicycle builds for two have been out for years. They didn't invent that shit. That shit was out in the damn 60s. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like y'all need to stop that. I never saw like, I never saw that side of him. But you know, it, maybe it depends on the woman. You know, maybe Jeannie's the one who brought it out of him. We're not going to act like, oh, Keisha's from the hood. Yeah, Keisha's from the Bay Area. And guess what? So is Jeannie Mai. Okay? So they both from the hood. <laughs> Listen, somebody said she used to steal cars. I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about her criminal activity. I don't know. But I know she was. I know who but when I see one. I said, ain't nothing square about Jeannie Mai. I told y'all that years ago. <laughs> all right let me see here me uh mimi jean sent 20 she says hey t love you how is it that blm was able to hire her her family 
when nonprofits are required to have a conflict of interest policy as a way of preventing fraud. Wow. That's a good point. That just lets you know that this whole organization was built on fraud. That even from jump, it was never a legit organization. So thank you for bringing that up. That's a really good point. I appreciate you. Um, Let's see here. DeAndre Hawkins says, love you, Auntie. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Um, Kimberly A sent a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for coming through tonight. Um, Asia Muhammad sent $200. Thank you, Asia. Appreciate you, love. She says, hey, sis, it's been a minute since I sent a super chat. Student life um, is broke life, and I'm a sickly person. Just like you, LOL, as a Muslim who has family in Dubai, your video was spot on. When black folks shout out Dubai, I'm like, you know, they have black slaves. And when you come into Toronto, in my opinion, you're better than Drake. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, sis. And thank you for the super chat. I hope school is going good for you. Um, I'm glad you like the Dubai breakdown that I did. And that's why I did it, because I hate how it's glamorized. Like, if you really understand it, and a lot of people don't get it because they just look at the vacationing part. But, you know, if you come from, like, a Muslim background, you have Muslim family, most people don't praise it like that. Because, like I said, they try and keep themselves in two separate worlds. And for me, the final straw was when they were like, oh, we're about to relax all these laws because they're losing tourism money. So now, you know, the, the alcohol band is out. This is, this is out. This is out. They want to make it more friendly for tourists. But meanwhile, the people who actually live in Dubai, the workers who help build your city, they're treated like crap. You know, nobody wants to have that conversation. So I'm glad we were able to do that. So thank you so much for watching the documentary and I'm glad that you liked it. So thank you. Um, Kiyoka says, Diddy looking dry and dusty is... <laughs> I'm not messing with you. She said, Diddy is looking dry and dusty as F in that picture. I didn't even recognize him. Sheesh. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat, love. I'm not fooling with y'all. Um, let's see here. She said, uh, Tiraya, Tiraya Moonsign says, Diddy, sugar daddy ass, been everywhere with Carisha for months. T, where have you been? We've been talking about them being everywhere for months. The point is, she's about to fumble that bag by acting like that on social media. Diddy don't like his business out there like that. So them going back and forth and everybody knowing, you know what I'm saying, his business, and especially being that this girl, because now what's going to happen is people are going to go Google this girl. And if what everybody was saying about this girl, that she was saying that Diddy put hands on her, made her have an abortion, you don't think that's going to come up? And if Diddy didn't do that, that makes it even worse that people are going to start finding that information out. So I think Carisha should have been getting her little sugar daddy money, getting some peen and not worrying about that girl. She should ignore her. Like you're the international star. Nobody knows who the hell this girl is. She kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously she knows Diddy because she has pictures with him, but it was not a good look. So the problem is she may have fumbled her bag by doing that because he's currently trending. And it's not for anything good. So that's what we're saying. 
Yeah, you got to keep his dirty laundry, you know what I'm saying, behind closed doors. You can't put his shit out there like that. Diddy's not here for that at all. Um, Let's see here. Uh, We need to do better, Senfai says. AB been disrespectful to black women for a long time. Why is she expecting to be different? That's true. He saw us be blasting his baby's mothers too, so. Yeah, that is true. Um... Hey, Desiree. Desiree Nicole says, I feel like Casey tried to pull a Sierra, but grabbed the wrong one. Hmm. Thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. L-Town says, thank you for being you. You look great, T. Thank you, L. Thanks for coming through. Um, Static Love says, Coco Goddess, you got me straight tripping, boo. Thank you, Static. <laughs> Static Love, appreciate you. Thanks for the super chat. Um. To be Black Naderson 10 says, what do you think about The Real Housewives of Dubai? Um, I don't really plan on watching it. I'm a, I love The Real Housewives franchise. Um, right now, we're watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. They're being super messy. I'm glad Sheree's back. I like Sheree. Um, Marlo has a peach. So I love the Georgia ladies. I don't know if I'm going to watch the Dubai. I really don't. I don't want to say that I'm not going to, just for the fact that, you know, I do social media so I kind of want to know what's going on but I don't know if I'm gonna really tune into that just for the fact that I don't like the fact that it's just built on a bunch of lies because the rest of Dubai is just not like that and I mean I get it the rest of Cali is not living like the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills either but it's just something about the whole Dubai thing that's just at least a bad taste in my mouth because it's just very hypocritical um but thank you for the super chat love let's see here so let me go ahead and get to the next story. We got 11,000 people in here. And it's 9, 9.13 at night. Okay. So I want to talk about this situation that's going on with Kim Kardashian before I go. Um, so remember last, like two weeks ago, we were talking about how Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. And it caused a lot of controversy. She had got it from the Ripley's Museum. And so the guy who made the dress, he had designed it when he was like 23 years old. He's coming out. His name is Mackie, um, and he's really upset. His name is Bob Mackie, and he's not a fan of Kim Kardashian wearing this dress. So let me go ahead and play you guys this video really quick, just a refresher, and I'm going to read to y'all what he had to say. The most famous dress in American history. She shimmied into the iconic gown that Marilyn Monroe wore when she sang happy birthday to JFK in 1962. The red carpet moment at last night's Met Gala in New York was months in the making. Kim came up with the idea last September that she wanted to wear Marilyn Monroe's dress to the fashion event of the year with a new boyfriend, Pete Davidson. It's been on exhibit at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Orlando. And believe it or not, they actually agreed to let Kim wear it. When Kim first tried the dress on, it was a no-go. I tried it on and it didn't fit me. And so I looked at them and I said, give me like three weeks. And I, I had to lose 16 pounds. She says she wore a sauna suit twice a day, ran on the treadmill and cut out sugar and carbs. For the second fitting, the dress hugged all her curves just right. How do the two women compare? Kim's 5'2", her measurements are 38, 27, 42. 
the legendary Marilyn was just over 5'5 and 36, 26, 34. Making sure the dress was not damaged was a major challenge. Kim even practiced walking up the long stairs. But the moment she got to the top of the stairs, Kim slipped away and changed into a replica of the gown. Those photos of her hobnobbing inside the gala, that's a Marilyn knockoff dress. So what happened to Marilyn Monroe's dress? Here it is, brought to the Inside Edition studios in a box with two handlers from Ridley's, believe it or not. Wearing white gloves, they unwrapped the gown. I've never seen Sparkle like this. Amanda, you're so nice, so you're, you'll let me try it on, right? <laughs> I can't even allow that. Making sure the gown remained undamaged was top priority. Did she have rules to follow? Well, yes. So she never took ownership of the dress without a Ripley's representative with her. Mm -hmm. There were no alterations done to the dress. Um, and even last night as we were dressing, if at any time I would have felt that the dress was not going to fit, she would not have been permitted to wear the dress. Wow. It fit like a glove. That dress has only been worn twice by Marilyn Monroe back in 1962 and last night by Kim Kardashian. It is considered the most valuable dress in the world, worth an estimated $10 million. Marilyn Monroe paid $1,440 for it 60 years ago. Okay, let me come back on the screen. Something about that this whole dress situation does not make sense to me, okay? Remember when I was talking about energy and how, like, um, especially when it's something that's like made, you know, like a lot of things back in the day were made by hand, you know, your blood, your sweat, your tears, everything, your energy went into making stuff. Nowadays, most stuff is made by fast fashion, you know, it's made by machines and robots. So the same essence is not in a lot of clothing today. Um, a lot of products today are not as good. That's why you have furniture from hundreds of years ago that are still, you know, usable, they're alive and well. Whereas our shit that you buy from Ikea, it breaks in like two years, right? So the quality of stuff is not the same. But I find it very strange. The more I kind of like looked into this whole story with the dress, I feel like it's something a lot deeper with this. Because not only did they give her the dress, remember when I showed y'all the video of them giving her a lock of Marilyn Monroe's real hair? And she was saying that she was going to do voodoo with it. And she tried to laugh it off. Like, oh my God, I got Marilyn Rose hair. I'm about to do some voodoo shit with this. Like, bitch, stop. Like, you know, like trying to like be funny, but it's like, yeah, I caught that. And yeah, nah, you about to do something. Yeah, she, she got a piece of Marilyn Monroe's real hair. So my thing is this. Are they trying to make her the next Marilyn Monroe? Is she supposed to now be the living embodiment of Marilyn Monroe? And she was getting some type of energy from that dress? Because if you really think about it, why one, Kim? Nobody else has ever worn this dress. The fact that she had to lose 16 pounds in three weeks, which is not healthy. I'm not knocking her. So y'all miss with that. Oh, that's, you know, that's not good. I'm not knocking her. Bitch, I might need to buy me a sauna suit and just walk around in that shit all day for the next three weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to lose 16 pounds in three weeks. Shit. So, but the fact that she had to go to that extreme to get into this dress, I'm asking myself, why was it so important for her to lose this weight, to mash her big, wide, 42-inch ass? Because Marilyn Monroe's ass was only like 35 inches. Kim's ass is a big old wide 
42. Why was it so important for them to make her lose weight, mash her 42-inch hips and ass into this itty-bitty dress? Why? And then the thing that's so weird, because I thought initially she wore this dress the whole time. Because I'm seeing, I said, well, damn, she's having a good old fucky time in Marilyn Monroe's dress. Bitch, don't sit too fast. Don't rip that damn dress, Kim. And then we find out she only wore it for five minutes. They made a replica dress for her. So, like, do y'all understand when I say, like, there's always, like, weird stuff in the industry that just doesn't make sense? She went through this whole ritual of dropping 16 pounds super fast to fit into this dress. And the dress, if you research the original dress, literally they had to sew it onto Marilyn. So that's what I'm talking about, blood, sweat, and tears. And before she came out to sing, um, happy birthday, Mr. President. They were literally stitching her into that dress because it was so tight. They wanted it form-fitting, shiny. They wanted all the attention on her. They literally stitched her into that dress, okay? And once they got done stitching her into it, they threw her out there. Go out and go sing. She came, you know, she came out there sashaying and shit. Happy birthday. <laughs> okay, so why was this so important for Kim to squeeze into a dress that they literally had to stitch Marilyn Monroe into only for Kim to literally wear this dress no longer than maybe five minutes. And then she switched into a replica. It doesn't make any sense. Why go through all the hassle? Why not just wear a replica anyways of Marilyn Monroe, you know, of her dress? And then on top of that, that wasn't the only Marilyn Monroe dress that she was given. She also wore a second Marilyn Monroe dress. This one was like green. It was very tight fitting. It was cute. I was here for it. But why is she being given Marilyn Monroe stuff? And then what I found even more interesting is how they're handling it. I mean, they got the box and like they got the dress in this coffin type box and, you know, it's temperature controlled. They can only touch it with a white glove. The lady tried to ask, can I wear it? They, the lady, like, she wanted to kick her ass. I can't even wear it. Well, why are you so offended? Because the lady's asking. Because if I was there, I would have asked. Well, shit, you letting Kim big white ass wear it. My ass ain't as big as Kim. Can I slip onto the dress? Can I put it on me? My titties wouldn't fit in there, but I'm just saying. Can I try it on? That's what you're going to do as a woman. That dress is cute. Can, can I? That lady looked like she was pissed at the, the audacity to ask to wear this dress. As if you didn't just let Kim Kardashian wear the dress. You know, Kim sex tape and Ray J. Kim, she wore it. Why can't I? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. Like, what was the point of all? Was this some type of dress ritual? Like, what was the point of all this? They, they literally, the way they're handling this dress, it, it, they had to handle it with such care. But yet and still, y'all yeah, managed to get Kim Kardashian into this dress. I just like, why go through the trouble? It's just strange. And then her response to that woman, I mean, she was very offended. You can't wear the dress. I can't even wear the dress. Okay, ma'am. So I don't know. This is not lost on me. Between them giving her the hair, they don't allow her to wear not one but two dresses. She only had the dress on for five minutes. But it took her three weeks to lose 16 pounds to get into the dress, only to then turn around and put on a replica dress. It doesn't make sense. 
Or am I just crazy for thinking too deep? It just, the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's like they're trying to turn her into the next Marilyn Monroe. Which is scary, you know, because we all know what happened to Marilyn Monroe. So I don't know. I just, it's just weird. So now this is what the man who made the dress, uh, Mr. Mackey, this is what he had to say. He's not happy. Let me find. Okay. This is what he had to say about the situation. So Mr. Mackey says, I thought it was a big mistake, he told the publication. Marilyn was a goddess, a crazy goddess, but a goddess. She was just fabulous. Nobody photographs like that. He continues, and it was done for her. It was designed for her. Nobody else should be seen in that dress. The fashion expert has firsthand knowledge about the dress's significance. At the start of his career, he actually drew the sketch for the gown while working as an assistant for the Academy Awards winning designer, Jean-Louis. Mackie told Vogue earlier this year that he was 21 years old when he created the sketch without knowing where Marilyn, without knowing where Marilyn intended to wear it. After the day the sketch was drawn, I had no idea what it was for until the photos of the event appeared in the newspaper, he told the outlet. Marilyn looked amazing and accomplished exactly what she intended to. Fox Studios would not let her wear anything too revealing in films because of the previous nude calendar scandal. And she didn't really care because she had already been fired. Her figure was at its peak and the dress was a classic shape of fashion at that time. Gentlemen prefer blondes. The gentleman preferred blonde star ended up showing off the naked dress as she serenaded President John F. Kennedy with her version of Happy Birthday in 1962, cementing the look as one of the most iconic outfits in history. On May 2nd, Kim Kardashian walked the steps of the Metropolitan Museum of Art into the now 60-year-old dress in honor of the Met Gala's theme, Gilded Glamour. She revealed to Vogue that she came up with the idea for her outfit after attending a previous Met Gala where she caused a stir on social media for her head-to-toe Black ensemble. I thought to myself, what would I have done for an American theme if it had not been the Balenciaga look? What's the most American thing you can think of? And that's Marilyn Monroe, said Kardashian, who also dyed her hair blonde for the event. For me, the most Marilyn Monroe moment is when she sang happy birthday to JFK. It was that look. So... Child, the man is not happy. The guy who designed it does not think that Kim Kardashian should have wore it. He felt like nobody should have wore it. The fact that Marilyn is being called a goddess, that's idolatry. That is idol worship. Okay? So I think at this point, that is why Kim wore it. So she also could be idolized. People already worship her in the Kardashian clan. But I just think it's way deeper because I don't know. I just think the whole dress thing, it's not as simple as looking at it from the surface. Like, okay, fine. She wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. Get over it. I could, if I would stop talking about the shit, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I just feel like it's way deeper. Like she went through too much just to only wear that dress for five minutes and then to jump into a replica. It just doesn't make sense. So I just think there's, it's just more to it in my personal opinion, but. 
Good for her. Now we gotta talk about this other couple. I just, I at this point, I just wish they would just either just get married or just shut up. And I used to really, you know, I found her interesting. Now she's just annoying. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Remember when he was a rapper? Remember he used to walk around with his, you know, his biracial daughter. He always had his daughter on him. Ain't seen the little girl in a while. He's always with Megan Fox. We don't see Megan Fox's three boys, the ones that she likes to dress up like little girls. Ain't seen them kids in a while. They be with Brian Oster Green all the time, though. So Megan decided to share this post. Nobody asks for this. <laughs> Nobody cares. But Megan decided to tell the world this. Now, they were all at the Billboard Music Awards the other day. This is the outfit that she wore with Machine Gun Kelly. So she posted this text on social media. She says, was this blue outfit expensive? Because we just cut a hole in the crotch so we could have sex. Shrugging emoji. And then the, you know, the yes man says, I hate you. Laughing emoji three times. First of all, who asked for this? Nobody woke up that morning and said, I wonder if Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox had sex last night. And I wonder if she tore a hole in the crotch and gave him some. Like, nobody asked for this. Like, why do, why do celebrities like to divulge stuff like this? We don't care, one. And two, to me, it's very tacky. It's very tacky. Because if you think about it, designers, people who really design, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about fast fashion. I'm not talking about getting an outfit from H&M. I'm talking about people who design. A lot of designers make clothes for these events. It takes them months, sometimes like a whole year, right? They make them specifically for whatever celebrity they're going to dress. They let them borrow it because some of these celebrities cannot afford to buy it and it makes no sense for them to buy it anyways, right? So a designer put their blood, sweat, and tears, because again, this is not a fast fashion outfit, into designing something for you to wear. And instead of having Machine Gun Kelly just literally take it off, slide it down, and hit it from the back or some shit, you and him decide to cut a hole in the crotch? Make it make sense. It probably took more work to find scissors. You know you can't ever find a pair of scissors when you're looking for them. Where are the scissors? I don't know. Who had them last? I don't know. You know how hard it is to find a pair of scissors in my damn house? They got a mansion. It's probably hard as hell. They, man, they probably spent a good 20 minutes to look for them scissors. Could have been damn, had sex and rolled over and went to sleep. So y'all searched the house for a pair of scissors. Then she had to lay back and open her legs. Like, y'all just imagine this right now, right? Then she has to lay back, legs open, so he can cut a hole in there. Then they proceed to have sex with this outfit on. Once again, outfits and energy. And then after y'all get done, you then text the yes man. Hey, was that outfit expensive? Uh, because we cut a hole in the crotch and we had sex. Bitch, you supposed to send that before you cut a hole in the damn crotch. See, I couldn't, I said, I can't be the assistant. Because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have typed back, I hate you, laughing emoji. I'd have been like, you dumb bitch. You know damn well you should have texted me beforehand. <laughs> you, don't, you don't do something, then text me afterwards. Was it expensive? You tell me. Was the sex good? The sex was good, then it was worth it. <laughs> I'm like, they be doing too much. Who asked for this information?
Nation, Megan Fox. And like somebody said, let me show y'all what one of my tea sippers said. If I can pull up their comment, it was so funny because she was not lying. Let me see if I can find the comment. Basically, they were saying that they remember when I said that the people who be the loudest, who are always talking about their sex life, usually ain't doing shit in the bedroom. Let me see if I can find their comment. I have pinned it, so it should be at the very top. Here it is. Let me show y'all her comment. It was funny. Had a lot of likes. Oh, hold up. Oh, there we go. So she says here, she says, um, like T says, the loudest in the room are literally the most boring ones in real life. So I replied back to her and I said, yeah, she's doing all this attention seeking and she's probably a damn pillow princess. Because I like, what was the point of that? Like, it's one thing she done harassed this woman. You're sending her these stupid texts about you cutting the crotch out of expensive outfits so you can get some pain. And then now you want to screenshot the conversation and, and post it on the internet. Who asked for this? We don't care. You've already been telling us about y'all drinking each other's blood. Y'all getting high as hell at, at ayahuasca. He got demons following him. Y'all are, y'all are just revealing too much. We don't care at this point. You, MGK, his weird demons, y'all's ayahuasca, y'all's blood drinking. I mean, you got vampires calling them out. Even when the vampires have to wake up from their slumber and, and call y'all out on social media, you know you done fucked up. When was the last time a vampire had to call out somebody? Real vampires caught them out. So y'all are promoting blood drinking. This is not safe. Vampires worried about blood safety. Like you can't make this up. <laughs> I swear we live in the twilight zone. Vampires literally tweeting about blood safety. Hepatitis B, get tested. Don't just be out there drinking anybody's blood. Because these two yahoos want to brag about drinking blood and make it seem like it's the coolest thing now. You can't make this up. Yeah, you got to watch my vampire video I did about the vampires calling out Megan Fox. They called out her and MGK. Because you have a lot of people, they they look up to them. Megan Fox is drop dead gorgeous, you know. A lot of people idolize her and all this stuff. And the stuff she's been promoting is just weird. But this was just like, come on. You got three boys. MGK has a daughter. Don't nobody want to hear this. And then the person whose fashion you're wearing, you done destroyed their work. That man didn't borrow you that blue outfit for you to cut a hole in the crotch and then have him run up in it. Like, who's going to want to wear that? Not me. I don't care if he sews the crotch back together. I'm not wearing that shit. Not only was her ass in there, his peen was in there. Keep it. So you just basically spoiled it for that designer. <coughs> he can't dress somebody else in that outfit. Who do you want it? I wouldn't wear it. Who knows? He, child, he probably stained the outfit and everything. Like it's just, it's too much. So now you don't put that designer in a, in a compromising spot. So you're gonna have to buy it now. The attention-seeking just knows no bounds with these people. She done cut a hole in the crotch, done told the world. And I know the designer's like, this goofy bitch. 
They could have reused that outfit, use it on another red carpet on somebody else. It could have been one of those situations who wore it best. Well, no, now there is no who wore it best. She's the only one wearing it because nobody wants to wear it after her. I don't. And I'm sure nobody else does either. So there will be no who wore it best. You and Machine Gun Kelly wore it best. While y'all was sleeping, while y'all was swinging in that outfit, y'all wore it best. Y'all win. <laughs> y'all win. <laughs> I swear, I couldn't believe that when I seen that mess on social media. I said, no, she didn't. Who asked for this? A straight up mess. Let's see here. Um, oh my goodness. Your mom is Papa's. Thank you for coming through. They sent a hundred dollars. They said, This is why I get I gladly support you with my hard-earned money. Because even when keeping it real goes wrong, lovely T keeps it real. Much love from the West Coast, lovely T, the West Side. Thank you so much. And thank you for always coming through. I really appreciate it. You're always showing love. So thanks a lot. Hope you're having a good evening. Um, let's see here. Kenan Early Cut says they love putting strangers in their business. Then when they get backlash and opinions, then they play victim, make it make sense. They're weird. Exactly. That's what I don't understand. They will put all their business out there. And then as soon as like people are like, this is trashy. You guys are gross. Nobody asks for this. Then she's playing victim. Because remember in that video that I did, she claims that she doesn't like social media. Social media is the devil. All people ever do is pick on her and her kids and all this other stuff. Well, if social media is the devil, um, you know, you're the high priestess. Why did you post this on social media? I thought you said you didn't do social media. You have people for that. Girl, bye. She wants attention. Let's see here. Uh, Brittany says, sending love from work. LOL, appreciate you having, helping my shift. Have, um, hold on. Appreciate your life, helping my shift. Pass quicker. Love you, T. Love you, too, and thank you for coming through, sis. Appreciate you. Um, the Biz 95 says, looking great, T, but I know something was wrong with Megan Fox after I saw her thumbs. What is wrong with her thumbs? I didn't know she had thumb issues. What's wrong with her thumbs, y'all? Y'all are a mess. I, I felt like there was something wrong with her after I sat down and watched that damn Jennifer's body movie. I'm like, yeah, she's still inhabited by the spirit of Jennifer's body. But she ain't been right since. So let me see. I got one more thing to talk about. How long have I been on here? Oh, my God. An hour and 42 minutes before I leave. Hold on. Somebody just said something about MJ, M MGK. Nobody. Megan and MGK. Crotch <laughs> crotchless pants. Thank you, Pan. Um, Janet. What is it? Jenic? Jenic? Pangenic? Thank you so much. Appreciate the super chat. Somebody said she has hammer thumbs. I'm not fooling with y'all. Do I have to Google this girl's thumbs? Let me look at it. Let me see. Megan Fox. Thumbs. Don't tell me it's something that's Googleable. Let me show you. Let me share my screen with y'all. The fact that people are Googling her thumb. Look at the first question. People also ask, what's up with Megan Fox thumbs? Does Megan Fox have messed up thumbs? Does Megan Fox have a double thumb? What is wrong with her thumb? I'm scared to click on the pictures. Let me go to the images. Please don't be no nudes. 
Megan Fox has a, a toe thumb. Do you? Hell no. I ain't never heard no shit like that. Her thumb is, oh my God, does look like a toe. What in the world? I've never seen this before. So her thumb is a toe? <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, it looks like somebody has one too right here. Oh, child. This is interesting. You learn new shit every day on this stream. I never, I had no idea. I've never looked at her thumbs. I just, she has a beautiful face. You know, I've always seen, you know, just looked at her face. I never knew she had thumbs for hands, feet hands or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Bless her heart, honey. Okay, Megan. Damn. That thumb do look like a toe. I've never seen nothing like that. That's very interesting. Her thumb looks like a toe. I want to hit on some serious stuff before I go, before they cut off my stream. So, if y'all do not know, gas is super high in LA. It is not hitting $6. We posted this this morning. So, saying that California state average for a gallon of gas has surged above $6, making fuel in the Golden State the most expensive across the U.S., the average price at the pump in California has hit a record of $6.21 per gallon on Tuesday. According to AAA, the prices are up $0.31 cents over the last month and $1.89 higher than a year ago. California's prices are the most extreme, but gas is rising around the country. The national average hit a record of $4.52 on Tuesday, with every state not averaging more than $4.00. The sharp jump is in part thanks to the rise of oil prices, which makes up more than half of the ultimate price of gas. So it is a lot going on right now um, with the price of gas, the price of food, the price of fast food, but also baby formula. Baby formula is running out. We've been talking about this for months on the Discord. We were talking about this months ago when the baby formula was getting low. It is getting worse now. And they're saying that a lot of babies um, could be going hungry because at this point they can't even like, let's say there's a bunch of baby formula in Idaho because, you know, it's not as big there as like, let's say LA, but right now it's so strapped that they can't even afford to like send baby formula out of those states to other states. It's gotten that bad. 
So for people who have kids, um, I feel bad. I couldn't imagine raising a baby right now. That's a lot. Um, and some people are like, well, okay, well, you just need to breastfeed. Well, I mean, that's great, but some people can't produce milk or they don't produce enough milk. These kids be eating, child. They they will suck you out of damn titty milk by the time they're four months old. For real. Well, you can't make no more than a suck it dry. So sometimes women can't breastfeed until the child is, you know, one or two. Everybody's not that weirdo Coco, you know. <laughs> You know, she be out here breastfeeding her five-year-old daughter and shit. I, if, a, if a child, like I told y'all before, if a child can unhook my bra, pull up my shirt, and pull out my titty and help themselves, they're too old to be breastfed. I'm not breastfeeding a girl with, with, with acrylic tips and, and little kitten heels. You can put on kitten heels and get your nails done. You don't need to suck from my boob. That's a bit much. So I need y'all to understand the average woman is not out here breastfeeding till their child is like two or three. Usually by the time the child is one, you're, you're really drying up. You know, I don't know how she's able to keep producing milk because I would have thought she'd have dried up by now. I mean, the fact that she's still able to breastfeed and this little girl's five years old, I don't know. Hell, y'all need to go get some milk from Coco. <laughs> Hook her up to a damn milking machine. She can feed the whole state. <laughs> Let me stop for real. Coco been breastfeeding for damn five. I said, damn, you ain't dried up yet? She been breastfeeding for five years. Coco needs to feed the whole state of California. Feed all them babies, Coco. These are newborns. You over here feeding a five-year-old. Feed these newborn babies. Put one on each titty. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding, but for real, understand that if you have little kids, formula is getting sparse out here. It's very hard to find formula right now. Um, I know people are trying to buy formula overseas. Be careful getting that overseas formula. They don't have the same regulations as they do here in America. I remember there was a case maybe like five years ago where a bunch of babies in China died because there were no regulations. So they was just, oh, it's white, pour it in the, in the baby formula. You know, we'll cut it in half. They'll never know the difference because they were being cheap. So they were cutting it with something. And a bunch of babies died in China. And it's not like America where you can sue. They, you know, they took ownership. I think the guys who did it, though, who were behind the mistake, they ended up getting, like, the death penalty or something. But, like, nobody was able to sue. The parents were just told to bury their children and move on. So be very careful buying, you know, formula from other countries because you just don't know. Um, I would also say maybe look at other milk alternatives, like maybe rice milk maybe coconut milk, you know, uh, almond milk. I know it sucks because who wants to give like a two-week baby almond milk, you know? But if there's no more formula, I don't know what people are going to feed these kids. But it's getting really scary. So that's the part I don't understand. Like we're sending money to Ukraine to make sure that they're good. We're bringing Ukrainians here to make sure that they're good. But meanwhile, the babies who are here are running out of formula. So it's a very frightening situation. But so I, mean, I saw a lot of people commenting that like, oh, well, this is why people just need to breastfeed. Understand that every woman's body is different. Not everybody can breastfeed till a child is 10 years old. Um, and some people don't even make breast milk for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I don't know all the ins and outs, but I've heard that some people can't even make breast milk. Okay, So if somebody can't even make breast milk or they're dried up, you can't shame that mother and be like, oh, just breastfeed. If it's not going to come out, it's not going to come out. 
So we have to find other alternatives. Um, and right now, the only thing I can think of is maybe coconut milk or rice milk or almond milk. But don't take my word for it. I'm not no doctor. I'm not no pediatrician. Please do not feed your baby a bunch of almond milk and be like, lovely tea set. I don't know. I'm just I'm just guessing. I don't have a little baby, so I don't know. Um, but that's what I was thinking is that I would just maybe if that was me having a baby right now, maybe trying to feed them rice milk, almond milk, you know, something to get them over that hump if I couldn't produce. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know about giving them just straight cow milk that young. I would think that maybe rice milk would be a lot easier on their system. And then if they're like, you know, six months, then yeah, give them cow milk. But I don't know. It's really, it's really, really, you know, disturbing to think about that right now there's a lack of formula, but there's a bunch of babies being born. So that's the part that's like really, people just need to understand that if you can find formula, stack up on it. Um, and maybe if it's not for you, like you don't have kids, but if you know somebody who has a child, maybe just grab a few cans for them or something. Because... They may not be able to feed that child much longer. And maybe, I mean, yeah, you could start the baby on, you know, table food, but you don't want to do that too young either. So that's another thing. Like nobody's about to give a two-week baby, you know, a ham sandwich. Like let's let's use common sense. Just give him table food. Well, he's two weeks old. He can't chew. Like you can't just, can't hand him a ham sandwich and say, here, dig in. It's a two-week-old, it's a two-week-old baby. The only thing they know what to do is just suck. So, and you can't just give them water because then there's not, you know, the other nutrients in water. So I don't know what y'all going to do, child. I'm just throwing out some ideas. Again, talk to your pediatrician. I have no degree. I'm not a pediatrician, but talk to like your child's doctor. In the event y'all run out of formula in your state, what are you supposed to give your child? Because y'all know these kids can eat. Them babies come out the womb, they be slamming them eight ounce bottles and shit. Like, damn, you just ate. You know, they eat like every four to six hours and babies don't play. So. Just make sure you're prepared. Somebody said goat milk. I mean, you could, you know, goat milk. It's a cat milk. Shut up. <laughs> you can just feed it cat milk. Milk their little teats. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody feeding their baby cat milk. Stop. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. My cat had kittens. You can just feed it cat milk. You feed your baby cat milk. I'm not feeding my child cat milk. <laughs> I'm not full of child that chat. Um, let me see here. Jay Harden says BLM Bay likes money. Yeah. Maybe BLM can buy formula for people since they have all this extra cash for t-shirts and rap and rap records. How about you use that money to go buy some damn milk for the community? Thank you for the super chat, Dre. Um, Latasha W says, this is Bible prophecy. Everybody stay prayed up. Love you, T. Love you, too. Thank you so much, sis. Uh, Faith Keeper says, Black Lives Matters needs to pay for one of these food plants to be rebuilt. Yeah, they definitely could do that. They definitely could. Thank you. Um, E.G. says, Coco does not produce milk. She simply continues breastfeeding her daughter as comfort. Ew! So milk is not even coming out. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Now that's just weird. 
So milk does not come out, but yet and still, this little girl is still breastfeeding on her mom's tit. That's Hollywood. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Anna Dimple said, <laughs> uh, carnation milk. Yeah, carnation milk is another good one. You could probably like break it, like, you know, half water, half carnation if it's too thick. I think that'd be a good one. Um, that Dap TV says, what's good? Lovely, just showing some love. Can't wait to turn up with the tea sippers at the event. It's going to be lit. I emailed my vending option too. That's what's up. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait either. Um, they should be getting back to all the vendors. We're going over the contracts right now. So um, we've been rewriting the contracts and just putting everything in there, crossing all T's, dotting all I's. So the contract should be ready by tomorrow. And if you don't get it by then, just send me an email. So thank you. And Jasmine Shy sent $4.99. She says, like Kiki Palmer said, y'all are trying to force people to have kids and have the nerve to have a formula shortage. Love you, T. <laughs> That's true. Don't have them if you're not ready. Because right now there's a formula shortage. If there ends up being a diaper shortage, half of y'all ain't going to know what to do. Because y'all don't, y'all, we can't go back to the 1800s. Ain't nobody trying to put no nappy on a baby and then change them with, with pins and that little rubber diaper. Ain't nobody got time for that. So if them diapers run out, oh, all hell going to break loose. Because us modern parents, I don't know nothing about no pinning diapers on kids and all that stuff. I haven't seen one of those since like the 80s. These kids, they have disposable diapers. Y'all don't understand how much of a, you know, what is that called? Like a, a comfort that is. Because most people around the world, they don't have disposable diapers. They have that little cloth diaper. You put the little rubber pants on. And then you got to wash it by hand. I Oh, shit. I ain't got no time. Uh-uh. Yeah, the reusable. I guess they call them reusable diapers nowadays. Somebody said Amish parents. Yes, the luxury. Thank you. Yeah, disposable diapers are a luxury. They mess up the planet. Don't get me wrong. They them <laughs> the diapers from the nineties are still in, in the landfill. <laughs> them, half y'all who were born in the nineties, y'all's diapers are still in the landfill. They don't dis, you know they don't disintegrate. Child, them diapers don't go nowhere, but they are you know they're they're a luxury. Um, let's see here. Makai says, everybody better go ask Summer Walker what she's feeding her baby. Y'all are so messy. <laughs> Thank you for the super chat. Uh, T. Ali says, just sent the super chat, but there was a killing in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Can we talk about Patrick Leola? I can inbox you and tell you the details. Child, I don't even know about that one. There's been, there's been a dang on crazy shooting or something like every day. Like this past week, it's been insane. Um, there was one in Milwaukee too. I heard about that. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Jonna says, if I were a descendant of Marilyn, I would find it odd that a celebrity can pay for access to the dress and hair. The thing though that's interesting about that, Kim didn't pay anything. Kim asked and they obliged. So she got that free and the guy gifted her the hair. So she didn't pay for it. The guy was like, we have a gift for you. And he gave her Marilyn Monroe's hair. So they didn't even make any money off it. They, they got attention, of course, and publication. And people are probably going to go to Ripley's Believe It or Not now because that's where Kim got the dress. But she didn't pay anything for it. She got it free. 
Um, let's see here. JB says BLM babies lives matter. Patrice better cut that check. <laughs> I agree. I think she should take some of that money and help out. You know, I'm sure she didn't spend it all. So it's going to be very interesting. That was the last story I wanted to hit on just to let you guys know about the baby formula shortage in case you were not aware. Um, bye, you guys. Um, And just what's going on with like the gas prices and stuff too. Oh, hold up. Let me ask y'all this. Did y'all see this about Jamal, Pastor Jamal Bryant? He was going in on um, Kevin Samuels, and this caused a lot of controversy. Let me play this before I go. Let me refresh my screen. To men who have no authority, how can a man say that you are of low value after 35? How can a man say that you do not have the level of traction of a high-powered man when that man has got to get a GoFundMe for his funeral? Listening to me. All right. Child. So that went viral the other day, and a lot of people were mad. <laughs> they were dragging Pastor Jamal Bryant. Now, what I found very funny about this situation, you know, you can have your opinion however you feel about Kevin Samuels. I, yeah, I could care less. That's your business, right? But even when I first heard about Kevin Samuels needing to go fund me, even I felt like that was cat. Like that man made too much money on YouTube and doing other appearances. Like he's supposed to appear in the TV show Atlanta and stuff like that. For him to like not have his affairs in order. Like I could see him like maybe not having a will or knowing who's going to get what. But for them to say that he's so broke that the family's putting together GoFundMe, I thought that that just sounded stupid. That sounded like cap. And then it came out that the GoFundMe was a scam. But I think, like, you know, even though Pastor Jamal was trying to preach, he should have known that that didn't even sound right. Like, he shouldn't have brought the GoFundMe part up. And another thing that I find very, you know, interesting is, Pastor Jamal, we don't watch. I, I don't know if he thinks, like, we watch Real Housewives of Potomac, okay? <laughs> I mean, your ex-wife, what's it, Giselle, puts him on blast all the time, how she he cheated on her. He done had all types of side babies with her. And then when they tried to work it out last season, he was nowhere to be found. He didn't go to any of the dinners. The daughters seem very standoffish from him. Like, they do not like the idea of their mother getting back with their father at all. So, again, even if it was the right message, he definitely is not the right messenger at all. Like, you can't sit here and try and preach something that you yourself, you're not living. And he was involved in some type of scandalous affair not even like a year or so ago. So what kind of game are you running on these church women that they're coming out blasting you every now and then to the blogs. So I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. You know, it's his opinion, but I'm not going to take his words to heart and act like he's like some type of moral authority on anything because how he's treated black women as well. You know, so I felt like he was just doing that to get a check from the church, like, you know, from the women there. 
like, you know, all the, you know, depressed 35 and up, you know, women who think that they're worthless because of Kevin Samuels. Let me say something to make them feel better. So that way they will put some money in the collection plate. That's all I got from that. Because you can't be up here preaching all this stuff, but you don't even treat the women that you're with with respect. You out here creating all types of broken homes. So, yeah, I wasn't feeling that. Uh, A7 said, this live was fun, T. Been watching you since the Black China fake lips back in 2015 as a young teen. Love from Australia. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and thanks for coming through today. Um, Edessa. That's pretty. I like that name, Edessa. Said 1999 and says, Ice-T is looking pretty silty. I wonder if he's getting some of that. <laughs> some of that milk from Coco. Well, some per what somebody said earlier that she's all dried up. So I don't know what either one of them would be sucking on. Well, I mean, I can see what Ice-T's sucking on. I don't know why she's still breastfeeding her daughter. That's just weird to me. And especially she's not getting any milk, any type of nutrients. Why she's sucking on your boob? It just doesn't make sense. And remember, the little girl was twerking one day on camera. She was teaching her grandmother how to twerk. So the little girl, you know, she's a very active little girl. She's smart. You know, if she can teach her grandmother how to twerk, she doesn't need to be breastfed. That's a little grown five-year-old right there. Remember, she had that whole twerking. She got on the ground and was twerking and popping her. I'm like, what is this? Head on kitten heels. You can't make this stuff up. Um, Donna and Jason $2 says he had less than a thousand dollars in the bank and a rented townhome. Donna, how do you know? Do you have access to his bank account? Because even his family don't have access to his bank account yet. So y'all just be talking, just be talking. I may not be a fan of him, <clears throat> but I'm not just going to make up stuff just, just to fit a narrative. Cause nobody has shown me any receipts from Kevin Samuel's bank account showing that he only had a thousand dollars. He may have rented his apartment. So what a lot of y'all rent apartments and townhomes, but I refuse to believe that he only has a thousand dollars in his account. That that's silly. I refuse to believe that. So, and nobody has bought receipts. I keep saying that he died broke. No, he died on top of a Mexican. That doesn't mean he died broke. So let's not conflate the issue. Oh, and then I heard that the, the Mexican lady, she wanted money from DJ Academics to interview her. She told DJ Academics he could interview her for five grand. Why would he pay for an interview? And why is she trying to milk the situation? Because she sounded very distraught in the 911 recording. But then when DJ Academics talked to her on the phone, she was like, I'm only going to go on if you pay me. He told her no. So. The whole thing sounds very suspicious. So again, I'm not going to just lie on somebody just because, you know, it's the cool thing to do. I'm not doing that. I don't know how much that man had in his bank account, but I refuse to believe that he only had $1,000 to his name. You know, it's, it's funner to spin that narrative than to just tell the truth. That's why I said Pastor Jamal looks silly because you're talking about, oh, they got to bury him with a GoFundMe. Sir, I saw that story and I knew it was Cap. It probably came from the Bitter Betty, you know, brigade. And that's fine. But it's cat. So, yeah. 
Somebody said she was Hawaiian child. She looked Mexican. It is what it is. She had on that big old Cinco de Mayo hat. She's Mexican to me. <laughs> that ain't how Hawaiians dress. She's dressed like Mexican. Stop. She had on you know, the big old sombrero. Like, why would anybody think that she would, she, you know what I mean? Like, do you walk around in a sombrero? I think it's what got sombrero, whatever it's called, child. She looked Mexican to me. She's Mexican. Um, <laughs> Y'all know I'm a mess, child. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Quanison499, she says, hey, T, have you heard about WAC 100 secret tape on Nipsey Hussle doing sus stuff? on tape and them extorting Lauren London for money. You look good, T. Thank you. We talked about this like three weeks ago on one of my live streams. We talked about this already. We've heard, you know, Wack don't care. Chad, he's moved on. He's on Clubhouse cussing out Reek or somebody. He was cussing them out last night. I don't get it. They're just, they just sit on Clubhouse and gangbang and cuss each other out. Um, Let's see here. Who said that? Says, T, did you hear of the vote being casted? On May 22nd, for sovereignty of the U.S. being given to the World Health Organization, the WHO. Yeah, I did hear about that. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I did hear about that. I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. So thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Dre Harden says, T, that shirt is working overtime for you. Good Lord. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Dre. Thanks for coming through and thanks for the super chat. I'm glad y'all like the gray. <laughs> um, let's see here. Kenneth Smith says, hey, sis, looking beautiful as ever. Just coming to show some love and support. Thank you so much, Kenny. Are you coming to Atlanta? Hope you come down there. I will be there in a few weeks. I can't wait. So y'all, oh, somebody says, what are your thoughts? Oh, Goth Boy says, what are your thoughts on Britney's miscarriage? Do you think it's real or something shady? I don't want to seem like no disrespect to Britney. I don't know if it was real or not. It's something about it, the way it was publicly announced. And then the way the miscarriage was announced. I don't, it just comes off more like, and I'm not saying that it's Britney attention seeking. It's something about the baby's father. His vibe is weird to me. I, I don't know. It's just something about, it's something about him. He seems like just like he's there for like the fame. I don't get like really good vibes from him. So I don't know. I'm not saying that she wasn't pregnant, but it's just really strange the way it was announced. And she wasn't that far along. Like most people, especially celebrities, they don't want to let the cat out the bag, even like regular women, until you're like maybe three, four months, until like you're really showing. You don't really want to say anything. Like she was barely even showing. So I, I don't know. Yeah, they're saying, Nicole, they're saying that she came out, her and Sam, I think that's the guy, Sam, came out and said she had a miscarriage. But the way that they even put it out there was like really dramatic. I don't know. I'm just not feeling the new guy. I don't know what it is about him. I don't know. It's something about his vibe is weird. I feel like he's kind of in it for like the fame and the money too. So, you know, good luck to her. You know, we rock with Brittany around here, but somebody's somebody the new boyfriend. I'm not, I'm not. Somebody's vibe. Because when the announcement came, I was like, mm, I wonder if she was really pregnant. And usually I don't feel that way. Like when somebody says they miscarry, you just take their word for it. But it was something about the way it played out. This huge announcement. It was world news. 
Brittany's pregnant again. Da, 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 da. And then like, what, two weeks later? Oh, I had a miscarriage. Okay. It was just strange to me. I don't know. Maybe she did. I'm not saying that she did or didn't, but I didn't, I didn't really, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It was just the way that they talked about it. The post. Um, I think we posted on my page. It's on my Instagram page. Madia posted it. I just didn't get a vibe that it was really sincere. Here it is. Let me show y'all so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Um, Britney Spears' fiance, Sam Ashgari, shared a message on his Instagram story after the miscarriage announcement to thank fans for their ongoing support. <clears throat> Britney Spears announced that she suffered a miscarriage. The singer shared the news of the tragic development of her pregnancy on Saturday afternoon through her announcement, through an announcement signed by her and her fiance, Sam. So Sam says, um, it's with our deepest sadness. We have to announce the loss of our, no, that's what Brittany said. We have to announce the loss of our miracle baby early in the pregnancy, Spears wrote. This was a devastating time for any parent. Perhaps we should have waited to announce until we were further along. However, we were overly excited to share the good news. So then Sam says, we have felt your support. We are taking things positively and moving forward with our future. It's hard, but we are not alone. Thank you for respecting our privacy. We will be expanding our family soon. And then this is what Brittany had written. That's enough internet for the night. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. I don't know. I just, it was just very strange. I felt like the announcement of it was too early, you know, cause like I said, she wasn't showing nobody would be none the wiser. So why not just enjoy the privacy, you know? Just enjoy the privacy of everything. So I just thought it was strange. I think my stream, did my stream go out? My stream is still up. One of my pages went out. Let me refresh it. Am I still up? Can y'all still see me? Because my other page crashed. Let me see if y'all can still see me. We tell, okay, good. Thank you. I think that means I need to get ready to get up off of here. Cause they had they have refreshed my other page. Okay, good. Y'all can still see me. Okay. All right, y'all. It's getting late. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I've been on for two hours. We talked about a lot of stuff. It was good. I like these late night streams. I might do some more late nights coming up. Um, we will probably have a Zoom meeting tomorrow. So I can give y'all some more updates. So we'll do something tomorrow. I have a podcast coming up. Um, this week as well. Um, and then I have to go down to Atlanta and then I might go to Chicago for an AAU game. So I got a few things going on this week, but I will try and be back again with another live stream. So thank you guys so much. And um, for the people who are coming to Atlanta, I can't wait to see y'all. Thank you guys for the support. It means the world to me. So I'll talk to you guys later. Y'all have a good night. Bye.